We are legends. Welcome to the first episode of We Are Legends. My name is Slow Beast, and I'm here with my friend Hate Mail. I'm a former whale who has been a convert to a free-to-play player. Uh, we'll be taking you through some news coming up in the DC Legends universe, but first I'd like you to talk to Hate Mail. Hey guys, most of you probably know me if you've been on Reddit or the official forums, or in the in-game forums, which I don't peruse as often. As you all know, I am considered a whale, and still whaling it up big time. With the new content, we decided we were going to create a weekly podcast, at least that's our plan going forward now. And we also want to thank the Oddsmen for inspiring us to make this podcast. Um, Slow Beast, if you want to tell them a little bit about what brought you back to the game, he actually left for a little while. Yeah, I was as I said, I was a former whale. I used to spend... Uh, an amount of money I'm uncomfortable mentioning on this game. Uh, and it just became overwhelming. I spent uh, too much time and, and money on the game. And then uh, the glitch with a server that would reset daily uh, was the last straw for me. Hate mail finally pulled me back into the uh, DC universe for this, uh, this game. Uh, whenever I heard the Oddsman podcast, I was like, let's let's do this i've been wanting to do a podcast with him for a while and that was a great episode they did a great job yeah we um i've been trying to bring him back to the dark side for a little while i'm unhealthily hooked to this game it takes up way too much of my time but as you all if you're listening to this podcast you're probably hooked too so i would imagine they are all right so let's get on to some news um so today uh we can look at the notes for the november content and it looks like uh, the PvP breakdown for November is going to be the first week we got Batman the Dark Knight, followed by Scarecrow, Steppenwolf, Flash, Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime. And there's going to be a new completion hero for when you clear out your board, and that's Harley Quinn, quite vexing. Uh, how do you feel about this lineup? Um, I'm actually kind of excited for it because for PvP, the last couple weeks, I haven't needed any of the characters. I don't really need Scarecrow. I think I could use a few shards for Batman. And Flash is okay. I don't. I'm still a little shy of Legendary Four, but I am excited for Steppenwolf and really excited for Clown Prince. He's actually a lot better than people give him credit for. In our alliance, the Court of Owls, Bam Bam, our leader, he uses Clown Prince constantly, and he's really good against these Deathstroke teams. I'm gonna have to climb the leaderboards for that one. Um, I also, uh, because of my previous gaming, I, I have Batman uh, pretty high up. I'm going to need Scarecrow. I just completely missed out on him. Uh, Steppenwolf, obviously, it's going to be great. Flash, I, I have no interest in. I've never really liked Flash. I only used him because of the previous metas. Uh, and Joker would be great. I, I actually I, I like uh, using Joker as an interesting character. Uh, I'd be willing to, to climb, try to climb the board for that. What's cool about him is whenever Baby Lobo dies over and over, he constantly attacks. So you actually don't mind the other team losing characters. So that makes it interesting. Hmm. Um, how do you feel about Harley Quinn for the board completion? Character? You know, it's funny. I was reading a Reddit post earlier today, and people are talking about how good she is. And there's a couple people on our alliance that like using her. She does such high damage. And I think with Steppenwolf coming out, and then also with the new Aquaman being crit-based, we might see a, a return of her. 
because she can she can shell out some crazy damage. I haven't seen her at gear eleven, so I'm curious to see how she performs. I haven't seen anybody at gear eleven, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the PVE, the six day challenges. We've got Cyborg, Vic Stone, as well as Doctor Fate, Sorcerer of Naboo. Um, I've got Cyborg pretty high myself. Uh, what uh, are you going to be really pushing that event, or it's not interest to you at all? I think I have more than enough to bring Cyborg Legendary Five. And I haven't ever really been real interested in that character. He's been a lot better with Harley out. I think he works better PvE than PvP. Well, for a long time there with Harley, everybody was using him to... Because on his second attack, he starts he doesn't miss anymore. But with all the anti-evasion characters that have come out or on the way out, I don't think he's that great of a character. But, I mean, he's not bad. He can, he can do some serious damage. I know a lot of people who like him, but he's never been a character I've invested in. Dr. Fate, though... A lot of people don't like him. I actually really like him. And is did he get a re rework? Yeah, he got reworked when you weren't playing. <clears throat> Everybody was very upset about that because um, <laughs> he should have been a new character. A lot of people like his kit, but everybody misses his the old, his crazy nuke that he used to do on a counter. Oh yeah, I remember that. But he's actually still pretty good. He does, um, you know, all the buff removal he can do. And now in the update notes, it was kind of. Uh, I can't remember what patch notes those were. I don't have them in front of me, but they did a few little tweaks to them. And now I have some videos that I'll be playing in the background of this podcast when I post it to YouTube. But he was doing 61,000 damage to greens when he crit. So You got to love that. Yeah. He's, he's better than people give him credit for. Um, and then we got the Aquamoa event. I'm sure everybody's excited for that. I mean, who doesn't love Jason Momoa? He looks awesome in that movie, and the character design from what we've seen so far looks pretty cool. So, we were talking about the eligible heroes list, and uh, obviously... They've definitely improved it since you've been playing. As you can see, this list is quite extensive, so you're bound to have some of the characters, and now they've kept it tiered towards gear 10, so they've been really easy, especially if you have gear 11 characters are a joke. Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually in the pre- the previous events that just completed with uh, Deathstroke and uh, Enchantress, I was actually able to get quite far uh, with the characters, the limited characters I had. So, yeah, it does seem like it's not a far cry from when I was last playing when nobody had any of the characters and couldn't complete any of the events. So, yeah, they definitely improved that. So everybody should be able to get them. And Aquamo looks interesting. He's definitely got a cool kit. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the paywall hero for the month is going to be Steppenwolf. I have a feeling he's going to be one of those must-have characters. I could be wrong, but I just get that vibe from him. Well, whenever you uh, pull out that whale wallet and start uh, gearing him out, you'll have to let me know if he's worth it or not, because that's going to be above my pay grade. Yeah, he's, well, he'll get his PvP events. So he'll be able to go for him then. Sure. Um, but I, I think he's going to be good. It'll be, he should release. I thought he was going to release on Saturday, but I'm pretty sure he'll release this Wednesday on the 31st. So I probably won't be able to finish carrying him out until Friday or uh, Saturday or Sunday. But um, I'll definitely have some videos up about him as soon as he comes out. I'll be looking forward to that. So you've got reworked heroes for the month were uh, Wonder Woman, Princess Tamira, and Batman, 
The Dark Knight. And you've been doing a lot of YouTube videos on Wonder Woman, Princess of Tiberia. You want to talk about that for a little bit? I absolutely love this character. She is one of my favorites now. In fact, I'm seriously contemplating taking her to Legendary 5, and I only have one other Legendary 5 character, which is Supergirl, when I screwed up the Legendary Order on her, which now she's pretty worthless. But um, <laughs> her kit is just amazing. She can. I started running today um, based on Percy Lurcy's video that he had posted in our line chat. He's a guy in our um, alliance. Sure. And He's super popular on the in-game forums, so most people seem to know who Percy is. He's got a super impressive level 80 roster. And he's been running a triple mystic team with Harley, with uh, Wonder Woman Princess Demura as the leader. And I tested it out today, and I just was blowing through my board. I got all the way to rank 5 just from playing for fun. And, and you uh, you had that video you sent me where you beat the, the Reds with the Blues. Yeah, and it's I kind of impressive. It, the fact that it can beat Deathstroke teams, I doubt it's going to do well on defense, but on offense, it was a blast. Um, Wonder Woman, for everybody who's interested, the legendary order I would probably recommend for her would be to go with her third ability, Furious Zeus. Removing those purges and then applying buff immunity to the enemy is just too good, especially in this meta. Um, a lot of times you can open if there's no Harley, you can open against Deathstroke, remove all his buffs. Now he can't. Now you can kill everybody at your leisure. Or if you face Harley, you can remove. Even if it misses, it still removes her evasions. And Wonder Woman. Right. So now she's not not as strong. And as a leader, Wonder Woman can actually take a pretty good hit, especially if you take. Um, so I would I would recommend that third ability first. The second one I would go with is she shines best as leader, even though I think you can use her outside a leader. But as leader. Having that extra 60% agility and 15% speed is huge. If you pair her with agility up characters like Terra, that makes her even more tanky, so she can she can take a serious hit. Um, after the fifth ability, a lot of people are torn on the um, going second or fourth. I like the second one better, just being able to apply debuff immunity to everyone. You're going to cast that a lot to get rid of the debuffs on your team, and you'll want to... Um, give your team debuff immunity so you can get that double attack frequently. And that's her, as a leader, I forgot to mention, uh, for those of you who don't have her, she'll, at the end of her turn, she can use her third ability, which removes the Furious Zeus, which removes the debuffs, does high damage. Um, or if your entire team's debuffed, she'll cast the Power of Truth, which removes nine debuffs from herself, purges three debuffs from your allies, applies 8% turn meter up to your allies as well. That's... And then also gives you, if you have the legendary up, the debuff immunity to everybody. So it's such a strong ability. Yeah, that, that seems uh, pretty fantastic. And then um, I went with four, her bracelets of reflection as next, though there is a pretty good argument to be made to take her basic too. The fourth one um, allows you to have a 20% chance to counterattack, use your Amazon strike every time you get hit. And you can transfer debuffs as well, which is... It's a, whenever you have it fully maxed out, it's a 100% chance to transfer debuffs. So it's, or if there's, you have no debuffs, you'll apply silence. So, I mean, it's just such a strong ability. Um, but the basic will purge one debuff from Wonder Woman, but if you upgrade it, it'll purge one debuff from an ally. If Wonder Woman doesn't have any debuffs, and then she'll purge it from herself as she attacks. So when you have that ability, unless she has more than one debuff on her, which is rare, um, she'll 
purge from your allies as well. So that will help with the double attack chain. That's the reason I'm considering taking her to Legendary 5, because I really don't see a bad ability on her. Yeah, that, that, all those abilities actually sound pretty great. Uh, and speaking of the current meta, what uh, what are you finding a lot of success with? What what do you where do you find the meta at? Um, I'm not using the Deathstroke teams mostly out of principle, and because yeah, I you've always been a contrary type of guy, so that makes sense. Well, and I don't like the, you know, I I, well, I when I leveled my Lobo up, so I was penalized for that. Um, yeah, I obviously being gone, I don't know anything about this Lobo. You want to talk to what is what is the I know the baby Lobo is that like just legendary one Lobo? Is that where you want to stop him? Well, you don't have Lobo, but the people who are smart um, or didn't level him up right away when he came out, you really just need him to be take him to level sixty, gear out his resurrection. Some people gear out most of his superpowers, leave him at gear one, and then you know anybody who's playing the game regularly now knows if you accidentally kill him. Then he dies, he taunts, then you can't stop killing him. Right. Um, so you have to have the anti-res. Uh, down here in the slums, uh, with the minnow, the minnow side of the pool where I'm at, I've, uh, I haven't seen a lot of Lobos, so it hasn't been a super problem for me yet. You're seeing less and less of them, even in the higher ranks, than you used to, just because I think people are getting bored of using them. Um, but still, <laughs> there's a guy in our alliance, he, we were struggling against this Wonder Woman team that's a 30k team that extremely good but he rolled in with a 16k lobo baby lobo doomsday and um one of the other reser i think grundy and that stripped his way through it as level 60 character so it, it's still effective i mean <clears throat> when you're when you have a limited roster as long as you have deathstroke you can you can fly up the ranks you can take on literally any team so it's still yeah works. that's you know speaking from the the minnow side of the pool i'm uh I've actually had a lot of success because I did have Deathstroke already geared up from before I left, and uh, then we had the little event, so I got him tiered out. But uh, I, I've absolutely been able to make whatever team I want and just wreck any teams I play in uh, PvP currently. So it's I can see how it's it's over overused a lot. I can I would imagine. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm I am getting tired of seeing it. I'm not well today. I climbed up the rank five, just goofing off, but. Yeah, that was impressive goofing off, by the way. That was using that Mystic team, but the last couple weeks I haven't really been trying to get into high ranks. I've been sitting closer to the 1500 range, and you see less of the, only half your board's Deathstroke, which is nice, instead of the entire board. But it, it does seem like it's getting a little better, and I think it will change as we see more of these purgers enter the game. So... Uh, have you have you has the meta been shifting more than it was when I used to be here? Or is it still getting stuck on certain tunes for extended periods of time? Well, since Deathstroke came out, it's been stuck. Um, okay, but probably I don't think it's going to last nearly as long as when you were here with the double arrows. Ah, uh, the arrows. Then it shifted to Reverse Flash, and then it shifted yep. to Supergirl. So at least it changed a little bit towards the end, but. Yeah, the it started, so started to shift. Which, thankfully, right. I haven't seen Castaway Green Arrow in too much. I, I actually see him down in the, the lower levels of PvP, in the slums. I see him occasionally, and it's uh, it's sad, because he's not very good. Um, 
let's talk about uh, something that came up on Reddit that you were discussing about uh, gear farming, doing that through the special events or uh, through farming the uh, normal level nodes so, over and over again. And uh, it looks like you did some math on the special event. I haven't completed what I want to see. My early findings are what I was trying to dis- determine was, is it better to gear a character through the weekly events or is it better to use, because it takes so much green essence to level a character up, is it better to farm the gear through the missions, the normal missions? Right. Um, Percy Lursey, who I mentioned earlier, he, I saw when he posted a screenshot of something, he had like 98 million green essence, which was like, how on earth do you have so much? Right. And he always farms all his gear through the Alliance mission. So I thought, well, maybe there's something to it, but I didn't have any hard math to back it up. Right. So I took a, I took Wonder Woman Princess Marissa from level 60 to level 70, and I did her gear 10 to gear 11. And um, for Green Essence, it cost me doing it through the event just over a million. Gems were about 3,620. Um, with the Mystic Meta Agents you get from the event, it was like 5.2 million Green Essence. Um, when I took the blue ones out just to see how much more it would cost, it cost 6 million without them. So I mapped out how many shards and everything you took, but it seems like that's not that much. It only cost 1 million Green Essence, and the all the XP Agents you get... Um, I think I had 69 level 5, I had 36 level 3, 10 level 1. So I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to do Batman TDK and see just through missions and see how many gems it costs. I know it's going to cost more gems, but if you get enough green essence... Right, but if you end up it. with all the green essence, yeah, it may be it may be worth it to cost more gems. Um, one of the other guys on Reddit, Sethaman, he uh, posted some information on here that was pretty interesting. And I think, based on what I'm reading and hearing from other people, like doing a combination of the two might be the most efficient method. I'm still still messing with it, trying to figure it out. So I want to know, even in the long term, this may be useful to you know anyone. Well, uh, it's especially I'm interested in how it works out for you with the limited resources. I want to use them the most effectively. And I, I think there's probably an audience out there that's uh, interested in your math as well, because uh, that could really change the game for them. If they've been saving up their gems for the weekend to push uh, during the weekend, and they could actually be doing it more effectively by uh, just doing normal nodes over the normal campaign over and over again, that may, uh, that may actually change the, the game for them. Now, I always thought that on, cause you know, there's the five nodes on the mystic or energy event, whatever one you're doing. Sure. I always did node one, node three, and node five because that was the most efficient. But there was another Reddit poster, Loop Boy Nine Thousand, who was posting on here that he was doing the the the, so the, the, the other nodes. Yeah, two and four might insert depending on what oh, you're farming. Might be interesting because they have a chance to drop two different levels of gear instead of sticking with the first node drops just the tier one, and the third node drops, I believe the tier two and so forth, correct? Yeah, and I think, I can't remember if it was um, the guys who run Reddit, the DP0427 or Ogre Barbarian. One of them had some math on some of this, but um, I'm not sure. I don't think they ever did the complete finish of this. And then um, the Pingman, I think his name is, on uh, Discord, he has a spreadsheet for all the gear, so I'm going to pull that out. He updated it for gear 11. So I want to see how much gear for each thing and then 
I'm going to get this to a science to where we can say definitively this is the best method. Um, just like with the essence farming, I know Chapter 8 Heroics, if you do all the nodes, gets you about 1.9 million green essence. And then you get another 600,000 from the mission. So, and it costs about 1,600 gold. So it's really not that expensive um, to get that much essence. So that's why if you're doing the gear, like level 1 and level 2, if you only get like 600,000 green essence, it's not worth all the blue energy. So we're going to get to a point where we can figure out the best method, but still still messing with it. But I should have, by the next podcast, I should have uh, a definitive answer on this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to that. So what, you you talked about right now, you're uh, really digging on uh, Wonder Woman, and uh, I'm just curious, uh, are you excited to see this Justice League movie coming out? Oh, uh, I, I, well, I'm a big DC fanboy. It was funny yeah, growing I up. Know. It was funny growing up, we were such big Marvel fans. I, and we both were. The movies Marvel, I mean, they, they knock it out of the park, but. I, yeah, I agree, but uh, with the Wonder Woman movie, I think that, uh. DC actually uh, made a step in the right direction because I, I really enjoyed that movie as opposed to the previous uh, DCU. Yeah, the other so, ones were okay. Wonder Woman was fantastic, and uh, but the Marvel comics are trash now. And the DC comics I got real into a couple years ago. Yeah, the writing in the DC comics just seems so much better, and I'm I'm really surprised that we haven't seen any push from, uh, uh, you know, the the movie uh, directors to try to try to get some better scripts. Man, I mean. You've got all this content to pull from. You could really get a better script uh, for the the movies. Yeah, I, I'm really excited though. I think it, I, I have a lot of hope, so I'm going to try to keep my expectations a little bit low, so I'm not let down. But it looks it looks awesome. Well, even if it does disappoint, we still have uh, Thor Ragnarok coming out too. Yeah, that does look pretty good. Though I'm a little worried that they're trying to make it almost too comedic. I think it's going to be very funny. I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, I do hope that in the game, because we have the, we forgot to mention this earlier, uh, the one-year anniversary, because DC Legends went live on November 2nd. That's right. It's been a whole year. I'm really hoping they do something epic for the one-year anniversary. I really want to see PvE content. We haven't had any new PvE content other than Red Alerts since the start of the game. We need Chapter 9, a raid, something, anything. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That would be uh, that would be really nice, uh, especially with the, the amount of support from the community that they've had and enjoyed for this whole time for them to try to uh, give something back for the one-year anniversary. Hopefully they'll do something. Yeah, that would be... Well, I know I, I don't remember a lot of it because I was going through my health issues last year, but I know they did a Christmas theme where they did released different Christmas event episodes and um, I, I know there's a bunch of freebies I don't remember that last couple weeks of December but yeah uh, I know they did something so I know they'll probably do something again for the holidays but they really need to do something for the annual so we'll see hopefully on November 2nd we're talking about it on our next podcast yeah that'd be great all right and speaking of which uh, we're gonna with this podcast we're gonna attempt to try and do a weekly podcast if we can. Um, the days that they announce uh, news, uh, we'll be attempting the w- correction. The weeks that they do news, we'll attempt to do a, a longer podcast and try to cover any patch notes or anything that come out. Uh, on the off weeks, we'll have a short and sweet 
uh, episode, and we're going to be trying to take questions from uh, anyone who has anything that they want us to look at or they want to hear uh, hate mail speak about or do a video about. Uh, and we are launching a Patreon. Do you have the information for that? Um, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to put it in the show notes. We will, because um, we're still building that out. So we're going to have a Patreon page, we'll have a Twitter handle. Um, we're going to have, uh, it's we, three R's, legends at gmail.com if you want to send us questions via email. We're probably going to do different reward tiers on Patreon, and we might even do a bonus episode where we answer just a slew of questions for our Patreon members. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We're kind of building it out. We're going to try to keep these podcasts 30 minutes or less, which looks like we're doing pretty good on time. We're, yep. Um, so that's, that's the plan. We're going to try to keep them short, but have, have them weekly so that we can talk about all the new interesting things. And when I post these to, you'll be able to listen to them on all the different podcasting sites, but we'll also post them to YouTube with video in the background, having some of the stuff we're talking about in the PvP. So, And you can always find my channel on YouTube, and we'll also post a podcast. It's youtube.com um, slash hate mail. So just, and the link will be in the show notes as well. Yep, and we'll put a link for our email account and any all the different ways that you can contact us and all the different uh, social media. And uh, if you have anything you want to get into contact us about, you can hit us up on those, and we'll try our best to get back to you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it, and we'll try to keep them coming. We are legends.